Welcome back to the Dad University Podcast. This is episode 295. How to get your children to listen without yelling. I'm sure many dads can relate to the feeling of needing to yell in order to get your point across or have your child listen. But when kids don't listen, we have to understand that it's up to us to change the behavior and approach the situation in a different way. This episode is from a video I did in which I provided some easy tips to help fathers. First, I want to tell you a little bit more about Dad University membership we offer, and then we'll get into the episode. Hey, this is Jason Kreidman, founder of Dad University. For those of you interested in achieving your full potential as a father, or you simply want to support our mission, become a member of Dad University. The cost is pay what feels good, so you get to choose what you want to pay. Visit daduniversity.com to learn more. Now, let's get back to the episode. I don't know about you, but for me, yelling is exhausting. As a recovering yeller, I can tell you it is so much better on the other side. In this video, we're going to go over how to get your child to listen without yelling. Now, it seems like yelling might be the only way to get your child to hear you. But I assure you, there are some easy things that you can do to get your child to listen without yelling. I think there are a couple of different types of situations that deal with how to get your child to listen without yelling. But it depends on the age of the child. For example, with younger children or toddlers, not listening may feel like they're just defying you at that moment. Maybe you're out somewhere and you ask them to come over and they simply refuse or just ignore you. Or you tell them not to do something and they do it anyway. This can be really frustrating because you feel like your child is disrespecting you or that you are doing something wrong. In most cases, neither of those are correct. Your two-year-old is not out to get you. They are not trying to ruin your world or make your life miserable. They're just trying to figure out what's going on, if they even understood what you are saying. And you are more than likely not doing anything wrong. They're a toddler, and toddlers don't listen. They don't listen because they are just learning what this world is about. I did a previous video specifically talking about getting your toddler to listen. We'll put a link here and you can check that out. The summary of dealing with a toddler is that it takes consistency, it takes repetition, and it also takes a lot of patience. The consistency part is that you have to be consistent with your rules and you're going to have to do what it is you say you're going to do. You then have to repeat what you are doing over and over again. And then the patience part, well, if you have a toddler, you understand that. You just need a lot of patience to deal with a toddler. As your child grows, the feeling that they are not listening, well, that grows too. You're giving them more instruction, you're asking more of them, and usually their ability to listen isn't growing at the same rate as your instruction and expectations. So for this, I have some specific tips on how to get your child to listen without yelling. One of the most important ways to get your child to listen is number one, make sure you have their attention first. Did you brush your teeth? I need you to pick up your toys. Do not leave your bike outside. How many times have you barked orders or provided instruction from another room? Or even if you're in the same room, but 
You're talking to the back of their head. This isn't their fault. It's ours. You want your child to listen? You need to get their attention first. If you're watching TV and you're really into it, and your wife comes into the room and asks you a question, do you really hear it and understand? In making sure that you have their attention first, make eye contact with your child. You know the saying, hey, look at me when I'm talking to you. That's a little harsh and kind of like a dictator, but the idea is good. You want to have eye contact with your child when you are talking with them. If they are in the middle of something and you can wait a few minutes, it's probably best to wait if you want their full attention. If you can't wait and it's really important, I would suggest you walk over to your child and make sure that you have their attention. Then calmly make your statement. Number two, make a verbal contract. Ask your child to repeat what you just asked. You know, it's kind of like a customer service rep when you're on the phone. When you make a request, they will repeat back to you what you just said to confirm that you understand it. So what you'd say to your child is, please repeat what I just asked you and confirm that you understand what I asked and when you need to do it. This may be overkill if you provide them a lot of instruction very frequently. But if something's important, then having a verbal contract is a great way to have that mutual understanding and their buy-in. If something's really important, then you might also include consequences that are part of that verbal agreement. This works a little better with getting older children to listen, because when they're younger, they may not understand or even remember what they agreed to. Verbal contracts are a great way to keep everyone informed on what's going on. You just have to make sure that you enforce those contracts if you want them to continue to listen. Number three, create a list. While verbal is good, Creating a list is great. When you actually write down what is expected, the rules, or the tasks that you need them to do, that is a game changer. Put a dry erase board near or in the kitchen, and then they have something specific to look at. If you have a general rule list, then this is a great way for them to reference it. If you have a list of tasks that need to be done, it's a great way for them to be able to check off each task as they complete it. We will often interpret not listening as we asked our child to do a task and they didn't do it. Now, your child is not out to defy you. They're not out to get you upset. In so many of these cases, especially when they're young, they simply forget. But when you create a list, there's really not an excuse to forget. Number four, provide choices. Children like to feel like they're in control. And sometimes they may not listen because they feel like they are being controlled. A great way for them to feel like they are in control is to provide them choices. You're okay with either choice, but they then feel like they're in control because they get to make that choice. For example, you say to your child, I would like you to clean your room. Would you like to do that before you eat lunch or after? Either way, the child's going to be cleaning their room, but they are more inclined to listen because they have a choice. They are in control of when they get to clean their room. Or you could say, we're going to be leaving the park in five minutes. Would you rather hop to the car or skip to the car when we leave? Now, you know that either way, in five minutes, we're leaving. So that child, though, gets a choice. They can either skip or hop. So they, again, feel like they're in control. 
Sometimes your child may insert a third option, thinking that they're very creative, and you simply just say, I'm sorry, that is not one of the options. Number five, ask questions. Instead of commanding and instructing your child all the time, give them the ability to learn and problem solve by asking questions. Instead of telling them to brush their teeth, you ask the question, what do you do after you put on your pajamas? Or maybe they had a snack before dinner and they weren't supposed to. You might remind them and ask the question, hey, what was that conversation that we had about eating things before dinner? Again, they have the ability to problem solve by answering the question. It forces them to think about the situation and therefore they learn as they're doing it. We want our children to think for themselves. We don't want to be consistently providing them that instruction and commands all the time. So by asking those questions, we force them to think and learn. They will also be more inclined to listen once they have learned that behavior. Number six, positive reinforcement. This is one of the most underutilized, yet powerful techniques in getting your child to listen and modifying behavior. This is making a big deal when your child does something good. We are so good at pointing out the negative things that our children do. But what about when they do something positive? Something that we asked or something that was helpful? Hey, thank you so much for helping me with the groceries. Or the way that you were playing with your sister? Oh, that was really appreciated. If you're not sure that positive reinforcement works, think about it for yourself. What if you overheard your wife talking to a friend or her family and making a big deal about something that you did? You didn't think it was that big of a deal, but to her, she goes on and on about how amazing you are because you did this. You don't think that you'd consider doing that again? Of course you would. The obvious thing that all of these tips have in common is that it is up to us to implement, not our child. You have to take action if you want something to change. You can't expect that your child is going to behave differently or listen differently if you go down the same path and do the same thing. You have to change your approach. Going down the same path and yelling when you want your child to listen is a short-term fix. It may feel like it works, but again, it's only short-term. They are not going to learn the behavior, which is ultimately what we want. Now, realize that changes don't happen overnight. You know, you don't go to the gym one day and all of a sudden you're in shape. So getting your child to listen doesn't necessarily happen right away overnight. But these are techniques that you can practice and over time, your child will begin to listen more. And that's what we have to understand with all aspects of fatherhood. Nothing is an overnight fix. This is a marathon, not a sprint. If you enjoyed this episode, we appreciate positive reviews and any kind of feedback that you may have. If you want to achieve your full potential as a father or simply support our content, consider becoming a member of Dad University. Visit daduniversity.com and click on Become a Member. We'll see you next time.